Hi everyone, this is me, Jyotika Bedi. I'm the founder of Happiness is Love. Did you know how you fight with your partner really matters? I've been married for two decades now and I can tell you, respecting your partner, even when you're mad, really matters. All couples fight and argue, but not all know how to do it the healthy way. And that is why at Happiness is Love, we curate videos so that together we can learn the healthy way, the positive way, the effective way. When you fight with your partner, what do you tend to do and say often? I'd like you to think about it. Well, extensive research has been done by Dr. John Gottman. And he says that he found different styles of conflicts that are clear signs of deterioration in a relationship to a point of destruction. And I would like to share a few red flags that might predict divorce from his findings. So number one, do you find yourself criticizing your partner a lot? Criticism is like a poisonous dart thrown in the heart of your partner. When you criticize, you use the force of your anger to strike your partner instead of really solving the problem. That is why criticism feels like a personal attack to your partner. Here are some examples that I thought of some critical statements and I've been guilty of the same that are usually said without a conscious wish to hurt. For example, you're not a man or a woman. If you dot dot dot. You never listen to me. You never help around the house. It makes me mad. You don't care about us. You are so selfish. You are so toxic. You are just disgusting. Do you often find yourself expressing disgust? Gottman has found that when one or both partners show too much contempt in the form of, let's say, disgust or disrespect or just being mean on purpose just by name calling or mocking or constantly being sarcastic or shaming this or using this kind of communication. It's a really a way to lose any meaningful connection with our partner. It is also a number one predictor of divorce, he said, because contempt is the most poisonous of all relationship killers. Let's understand that it destroys psychological, emotional, and even physical health. Dr. Gottman says contempt is like sulfuric acid for love. And here are a few examples that he stated. You are pathetic. It's like talking to a child. Don't be an imbecile. Do you also become defensive easily? Defensiveness is what you do when your partner criticizes you. It's your natural reaction to fend off an attack. The tricky part about defensiveness is that it feels justified. When you are defensive, you deny your partner accusations, justify your actions, your words, and turn the table on them by accusing them instead. If your partner asked you why you were late to, let's say, an agreed upon dinner time, you might say something like, stop nagging me all the time. I was at work for God's sake, providing for this damn dinner, by the way. You knew I was going to be late. Why didn't you just move the dinner? Do you withdraw? Some people attempt to defend themselves when accused or criticized for a short while, but then they naturally withdraw. 
This is a response that Gottman calls stonewalling. This reaction is a sign of psychological flooding when responding verbally, especially calmly and rationally, becomes almost impossible due to the state of the nervous system that's on fight or flight mode at that point. This feels like purposeful ignoring your other your partner, which often makes them feel angrier and more resentful. So the fight then escalates to the point when all involved feel bitter, rejected, unseen, unheard, and hurt. While conflict is inevitable, it doesn't have to be an all-out war where you and your partner just walk away deeply wounded emotionally and psychologically, doubting if you've made the right choice of your partner. We can analyze your painful conflict style with you. We at Happiness Love, this is the work that we do, that we help you understand what is not working for you and why. And we want to support you in learning effective, healthy, positive patterns of communication so that you feel more heard, you feel more understood, you feel more valued, you feel more seen, and you feel more respected. If you have recognized any of these signs that I shared with you in your communication with your partner, it's okay. You're not alone. I also struggle in my marriage. And that's why I made these videos so that we can learn and grow together. And let's take action now and get personalized support in unlearning some unhealthy patterns, which may not be serving us or our relationship, while learning new ways to communicate effectively. So I'm here to tell you that a real relationship has fights. How you fight matters. Real relationships have trust. They have tears. They have sweet smiles. They have genuine laughter. They have snorts of joy. They have weird, silly, unnecessary arguments. There's patience. There is communication. And most importantly, there is love. And it, when it comes to relationship, I know it is tricky at times and I have faced it too and I still do. I'm still work and learn. But it doesn't mean that it has to be emotionally distressing for all of us. Couples can disagree, yes. Even fight while still showing compassion and respect for each other. And this is what all psychologists are saying. Married couples who don't have any conflict are often the ones who land up in divorce because fighting is really a sign of being in a working relationship. But again, the question is, there's a caveat here, how you fight. And the red flags that I shared with you, I want you to be mindful, self-reflect and see is there anything about your communication that can be better, something you can learn, maybe build skills or learn healthy habits or maybe upgrade your mindset. The fact that you're seeing this video shows that you care. Relationships can be saved by just learning healthy ways. And relationships that can't be saved are relationships where the flame has gone out completely or it just wasn't there. When one or other partner becomes indifferent towards the, the partner, it means that they don't care enough to fight. And that said, frequently heated and hurtful conflicts is certainly not healthy or sustainable either. You can have conflicts with your partner in a constructive way, in a healthy way, and it can actually bring you two closer together. There was a study done in 2012 by the Society of Personality and Social Psychology where researchers found that expressing anger to a romantic partner caused the short-term discomfort of anger for sure, 
but also incited some open, honest conversations that benefited the relationship in the long run. So now I have a few questions that I'm going to actually ask my husband and let's see what he has to say because this is an important data point for my growth, my learning and my evolution with my husband because I believe that marriage, for me at least, is the perfect place of self-discovery. You want to know who you are, what you do and how you do it? Just ask your spouse. It's, it's fun. So I hope you can enjoy the questions that I ask my husband coming up. out of the equation then you can focus and you always are you know eventually you're you're trying to justify oh she started it but, but the problem festers only when the two kind of come together takes two Correct. to clap and two to tango so two to fight nice so so that's it but you know does your way lead to positive conflict resolution yeah very 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 positive okay i just Back out like with my tail in my legs and I just walk away. Serious video, by the way. How often with your partner? I think just like any normal uh, couple, we have our moments. Mm -hmm. I won't call them fights, mm -hmm. but I don't think we fought, fought. More like disagreements or this. Uh, we have our little moments, little life. I don't think there is. Okay. Yeah. You're trying I'm, to put me in a spot, are you? Not at all. Okay. Just want you to be absolutely candid and uh, just want you to be honest. For everyone watching, be careful with these questions. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever spoken to your spouse about how they feel about how you both fight? Of course. <laughs> all the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Have, uh -huh. you, have you ever shared with your partner how you feel about how you both fight? Have you had that honest conversation? I, can I ask you that question? Have I? Okay. I have. Yes, I have. Wonderful. Do you think you know how to fight respectfully? This is what this video is all about. Oh, 100%. I dare not cross my boundaries. You know, I've been... But you make me sound like... <laughs> I know. Everybody can relate to that. But yes, 100%. Yeah, we can have... Again, you know, calling it a fight is a, I think, a bit of a extreme way to label it. Disagreements. And if they're done... about how you fight matters and respecting a partner even when you're mad uh -huh. really matters okay so that doesn't mean that even when i'm mad as in i'm mad all the time and not at all <laughs> we all have our moments okay and all couples fight no, i didn't mean it like that yeah sure yeah primarily about helping couples learn i know so if, if there is respect yes then in respect i'm mean, like let me just flip it people feel 
angry with their teachers, with their bosses. But there are better ways to handle those situations, right? They don't go on screaming and shouting and hitting each other, right? Right. It's a similar thing. There, in here, it's self-restraint. You just have to bring it that this is the most, you know, powerful and the most important relationship in my life. I want to do this right, mm-hmm. rather than making it, you know, power play. Because end of the day, there's no out here. Correct. You know, you've got to kind of make up. Right. So just once you have that realization, then you know the solutions uh, come through. Thank you so much for demonstrating whatever you're saying is true because you walk your walk yeah, and you walk you. your talk. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. So I hope you had fun hearing my husband share his unedited thoughts and feelings and this is great learning for me i'm extremely grateful to him and this is what i encourage couples to do to seek active feedback from one another because this is where the magic really happens this is where true growth happens when you learn and you you are open to that learning where your partner shares things of course it has to be given in a positive and constructive way but there is merit in what they are saying and it's very important to have our listening ears on so that we can be our bestest grandest selves in our relationship so if you want to navigate conflict with your partner in a more healthy more productive or constructive way keep these few things in mind during your next argument so that you can maintain most importantly respect number 1 Be curious about your fights. This is something that I do, and that's why it's helped me. Couples need to pinpoint what triggers their repetitive fight and try out ways to compromise instead of allowing the conflict to keep erupting. We need to partner with one another. It's not you versus me; it's you working with me, so that we can partner against these patterns or these unhealthy cycles. Rather than following the same old script, notice that you fight when one person gets home and suggests a new way around that. You can say things like, "What if we just pause?" Or you can just say, in the middle of a fight, you can say, "Inside, do this." Say, "Hello," or a kiss. Give it fifteen minutes and come back together. Believe me, it is very, very powerful and very, very effective. Second, set a time for conflict. this again is very very effective despite having even the most open lines of communication conflicts are still bound to happen conflicts are a normal healthy part of our relationship and and they are important because it's really the greatest opportunity for your personal growth and development and it really helps the relationship thrive so despite having these conversations it's very important that when you are having that conflict when you do it's helpful to choose a time to talk through those problems if you start to have a fight you can say let's pick it up in the evening or another time when there's time we we both have the head space for it because again it's very important you might be having a tough day or partner might be having a tough day you must you might be feeling swamped or tired or hungry or hangry so it's very important to set aside time when both of you allow yourself the space to rest to reflect and then regroup and then prepare for whatever argument that's coming your way or disagreement that's coming your way this can th- we can you know th- we can think about the best way to communicate our feelings in a calmer in a more rational way by just avoiding instead of just avoiding that instinct of being accusatory and i'm guilty of the same 
So most of the times things are said out of impulse in the heat of the moment, but the words stay with us. So very, very important to call a timeout if you or your partner really needs one. During an argument, it is common, and I've noticed this in my marriage, if one or both partners, let's say, enter the fight or flight or freeze mode, humans enter one of these modes when they think that they may be in danger. It's normal. Fight or flight refers to when stress hormones activate to give people more energy to either fight the stressor or run away from the, the situation or the stressor. And the freezer mode occurs when a person simply does not react at all in hopes that the stressor loses interest in the fight. When a couple is in this precarious zone, problem solving is highly unlikely because each person is solely focused on reacting to the perceived threat that they feel from their partner. And this happens to me all the time. And if only one person is in the fight, flight or freeze mode while the other is trying to resolve the issue, it can frustrate both people and escalate the fight. So you can frame a timeout in a way that doesn't make your partner feel like you're simply walking away. Perhaps what you can say is, okay, I want to have this conversation. I need like 10 minutes to just calm myself down. I love you. I'm not going anywhere. We're going to come back to this. We're going to figure it out. This is a very, very healthy and positive way. And believe me, with practice, practice and practice, you can achieve this. And this is what I practice in my marriage. When returning to the discussion after the brief timeout, both people, you will notice, are in a better place to make real progress. I could even say things like, I mean, I do say these things that I'm feeling a little reactive right now. I'm feeling uncomfortable. I need to go for a walk. I need to just sit with myself and center myself and I will come back. This is so important because, again, reconciliation time is very, very important. How long you take to come back, that is what is going to create the magic. So conflict resolution, reconciliation time, and we made, a videos, we made many videos around it and I would urge you to see them. It is so important. The timing is very, very critical. Next, make requests instead of complaints. Is there anything about your, your communication that needs work? Is your communication style commanding, demanding, dictating, or maybe ordering? Yes, time to change it. Fight often starts with the same word. Believe me, it happened in my marriage for 10 years where I would say things like, you always do this or you never do that. Rather than asking your partner to do something that, they'd li that I'd like him to do, like let's say cleaning up around the house or, or maybe you know, helping children with their homework, I would just jump to making accusations. And this was very, very unhelpful. You're not getting what you want because of how you're asking it. It's really that simple. It's easier for people to ask their partner why they never do something than it is simply to request them what to do. And this is something that I'm guilty of because I, I taught myself, I learned the healthy way. Saying something like, I'm not feeling great. I'm stressed about the way my house looks right now. Would you mind picking up some, stu some stuff is more direct and respectful than putting your loved ones down for his or her failure to really meet your need. I'm also, it's also more likely to result in your partner completing the task because you have communicated with respect. You have communicated with, with awareness. And, and it's very, very important in that we have that, we have the awareness that I can be a better communicator. And I, if I need to improve or better my communication for the health of my relationship, it's really the greatest gift that I'm giving myself because by the end of the day, it's giving me peace and happiness. 
Another tool that I would like to share with you and has helped my marriage flourish is to listen and ask your partner for clarification. This is so important. When the time comes to really sit down and talk about solving conflicts, the most important thing couples can do is just listen without interruption. This can be more challenging than it seems. I'm here to tell you it's not easy, but it's worth it. If your loved one says he or she doesn't feel heard, for example, you should still listen until your partner is finished speaking. Then ask for clarification if there's something you don't quite understand. Asking questions for clarification is one of the most powerful ways of communicating. Asking what makes you feel that I'm not listening is a much more tactful way to address your partner's complaint than simply saying things like, well, I'm listening, so you should feel heard. Making sure you're making eye contact and positioning your body towards your partner when he or she is speaking is also a signal. This is a non-verbal signal that you're listening. These very, very small adjustments can prevent countless fight down the road. Believe me, I talk to so many individuals and so many couples. It's really that simple. Just listen to really understand. And of course, during any fight, insults and excuse me, insults and character assassinations should be completely avoided at all costs. I'm guilty of the same, like I said, but again, we are learning the healthy way. Once it gets to a point where there's name calling and things like that, the discussion should just stop. It's not going to go anywhere. Couples can come back to the conversation when both parties have had the time to cool down. Last, learn the right way to apologize to your partner. Just as people have different love languages, we have different apology languages too. It's not enough to recognize that you hurt your loved one or you owe them an apology. You have to know them enough to tailor your apology to their needs. Some people want big gestures and some people just want, I'm really sorry I hurt your feelings and I will take steps not to do that again. This process of figuring out is what makes your relationship meaningful. I hope this video was useful to you. If you're struggling with any aspects of your life, whether it is yourself maybe you need a better relationship with yourself or with your partner we are here for you we at happiness is love believe that together we are stronger together we will build ourselves each other and a better tomorrow until then keep smiling keep shining keep inspiring thank you thank you thank you for all the love and all the encouragement that you shower on us